Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick and Casey. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. But... If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us or use a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. score the high game in Donkey Kong, then welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That right there. Well, that's the, ooh, I don't even know what to say right now. The ooh. bulletproof Mr. Horsley. And I'll take it. Today on the show. Well, it's part two or part duh of the ah, Vita Ayala is. interview. It is. I just want to let every other know that the, the bulletproof comment there, it's not real, so don't try and shoot me to find oh, out. Oh, totally real. I, I really appreciate that. It's totally real. Just use please BB don't. guns. He'll be fine. No, no, please. <laughs> I, they'll hurt. I, I'm, two a, pumps, I'm, I'm man. a wuss for pain. Just, just, just make sure they're two <laughs> pump jumps. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, today we get the second part, or the afternoon, we get the second part of the VDIL interview yep. with uh, with Casey, and they had such a good time, man. This is Very a good interview. Very cool. Had, I listened to it. Yeah. Yeah, the first part it's was a lot really good. I'm excited to hear the rest of this. Um, Vita just seems like a really cool person. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. I mean, it was, and yeah. if you look her up, the first thing when we looked her up, uh, I saw her picture cause I had never seen her before. And the first thing I said is she's holding a cup of coffee and has this big smile on her face. And I told Johnny, <laughs> wow, she looks like a really nice person. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like I'm right. like, and, and yeah. yeah, I'm kind of yeah. jealous that I didn't go sit and chat with her with like Casey did. So, yeah. Well, and, and before before you, I know next to where you're about to say to listen to before this, I want to let everybody out there know that you know if if you want to on our website, uh, we don't we don't promote this very often, but we have transcripts of every interview on, on every episode on the site. Poorly transcribed. So you can go there and, and scroll down. Transcribed by our, our drunk robot Steve. <laughs> but if you scroll down and, and hit transcript, you'll you can read the entire thing. Yeah. And, and go through it that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Just be aware. You, you got to take it with the grain of salt. It's pretty good. It's like 85% accurate. 85 just yeah, it's, it's pretty good. There's some, sometimes it gets really, uh, it says some weird things, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So there you guys go. All right. Johnny, what do you want to do? Uh, let's just sit back, listen to Vita and Casey in their own words, man. Thank you. it writing under the in, in the x-men offices now when when the story is so big just encompassing like so many different titles it's is it harder to get out the story that you want to write with also keeping in mind that you know you have to adhere to this structure or you have to adhere to the storyline is is it no are there any roadblocks to 
<laughs> so it's, it's, I think it would be very difficult if the office was run in any other way than what it is. We are very connected. We communicate literally every single day. We have, you know, meetings like twice a month or whatever. For a while, it was like once a week. Ex of Swords, Ten of Swords. I always do that. I help, you know, I was involved. Ten of Swords, Teeny, <laughs> Jonathan. He loves those, those word games. You know, was a really big undertaking. But like, because, because the line is so varied, we have a lot of freedom. Like, I'm not telling stories that, you know, John is telling or Ben or Jerry, <laughs> Ben and Jerry, or sorry, every time I do it, every time <laughs> <laughs> or Al, or, you know, all these, you know, Leah and, and, and Teenie. I'm not telling the same kind of stories. We each are telling a completely different kind of story. And so even though we do kind of share a pool of characters, people cross over all the time, the tone is going to be so different. And what we're interested in talking about is so different that it's not, there's very rarely, you know, any kind of, compromise in terms of story the only time i think it happens is literally when it's like oh uh, you know this character can't physically be there then it's like okay (laughs) like we'll figure it out but even then it's i can't even think of a time i think maybe one thing happened during ten of swords where i was like oh actually i can't do this because this character is literally this is all simultaneous so like but i feel like it's really tight and, and really clean storytelling because we are in constant communication all the time. And we, we talk about each other's stories all the time and we, we read each other's scripts, not for editing purposes, but literally just to know what's going on because it's just, we're, we're playing in the same sandbox. And so we want to be respectful, uh, but no, yeah, there's, it's, it's super awesome. I've never had a better time in terms of like working in a sandbox that had so much else going on. Like, it's just, it's so smooth. Like I get up, I check the, you know, I check any messages from them and I'm like, all right, that's not going to affect how I work. Here's what I'm doing guys. And, and then we just we move on. That's awesome. I'm sure getting, getting the new pages in from Rod is holy, like Christmas morning. Shit. Every time you get a new one, struggling not to post them online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that like they're starting, like they did preview pages. Cause I'm like, all right, I could at least talk about those or look at like other people have seen them, but like, there's like a panel. I don't know if it's been posted, so I can't like, it'll be out in a week. So it's like, whatever, but you know, I can't post it until the issue goes up. It involves a kitten and it is, it made me laugh so hard. I cried. It's so funny. <laughs> Rod is like one of the funniest dudes working in comics right now. He's he is so, so solid. He is amazing. His artwork is fantastic. So he was meant to draw a new mutants book. Like oh, I sure. lucked into this. Like he was, de- it was destiny with a capital D like God. So good. I love the way that he draws magic. All of them. I love the way he draws all of them. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Warlock, I mean, you... I love his Warlock. <laughs> you can't... He is somebody that, that can easily, like, not be drawn right. I mean, he, he's literally just, you know, an alien creature. <laughs> so it's... Uh, rules don't apply to him in, in, in how he is conceived on, on the page. But, oh my gosh, he's amazing. 
Somebody tweeted that the only right war the the warlock is at his best when he is noodly and like wiggly, and I was like, this is true. And Rod oh, understands. Yeah. <laughs> we did this. We started doing this thing, kind of this fun motif with him, where he would mimic people that he was dear. I was like, this might be fun, and then I got the pages back, and I was like, oh, this is so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like I'm looking at a panel right now as him and War Warpath. Yeah, with the three, he's like, yeah, the arms crossed and the same. Yeah, he he is he's like a cartoon character and is fantastic. He's so good. I Rod, and he does the colors too. Just kills it every day. I I would work with him forever. To be fair, I've been really lucky and (laughs) literally probably every single collaborator I've worked with, I'm like, nope, I would work with you forever. That's just luck. (laughs) That's literally luck. Yeah, yeah, this is fantastic. Do you do you get the same creative fulfillment in in doing a you know something like New Mutants versus doing your your creator own stuff? Do you is that the same? Do, do you get the same thing out of it, or is it a different type of like? Oh, it's it's different. All it's like, see, I'm going to talk about food again. You know, it it's like, you know, the the most incredible you know, I don't know, burger you've ever had, like an artisanal, fancy, rich people burger. And you're just like, oh man, that's so good. <laughs> and then like the platonic form of whatever dessert that you really like, right? Like a, I'm a big cake person. So like just the, the most perfect slice of cake. They're not fulfilling the same like feelings, sensation wise and need wise, but they're both incredible. <laughs> you're just like, I would like more of both of these. You know, for me, the way that I kind of think about licensed work versus creator-owned is the stories that I want to tell in licensed, you know, properties and projects are ones that I think could only be told through those characters, right? That only makes sense if it's these people at this time in this place. So, like, I'm not going to bring a Wonder Woman story to, you know, to... Shuri, for example. I was blessed enough to be able to write Shuri as well as writing, you know, Wonder Woman stuff. I'm not going to write the same story for them. I'm not going to repurpose one for the other. Like, that doesn't make sense to me because it has to be contextual. Whereas with creator own stuff, it's, I, I start with a question or a problem that I want to explore, and then I build characters around that. And I build, you know, I'm also a big world building person i'm like super obsessed with like rpg like rule books and stuff like not even playing i do like playing rpgs but like mostly like i I pour over like source books (laughs) so like i'll build a world to examine a problem or a question that i have and i'll build the characters around that as well so it's kind of like the inverse like process that's awesome is there in terms of like I guess, licensed characters. Is there anyone that you just need to just like physically need to write one day? You just have it in your head. Like, Oh my gosh, I want to do this character is, do you have anybody? Oh yeah. Renee Montoya. The question. question. It doesn't have to be as the question either. Like I would just Renee Montoya. I got to write a very brief Harley Renee, like, holiday story. I think it was last year or the year before. I can't remember anymore. Time is a flat circle. But I, I, Renee Montoya was, you know, Gotham Central in particular is one of my favorite books. Uh, Raka again, right? Raka again. And, and, and uh, no, oh. Rubicker. 
Brew- and yeah, I, love, yeah. I love Brubaker as well. I'll follow him and Sean Phillips to, to hell. <laughs> like, I'll go. <laughs> but, you know, that, that story to me, that whole series was so, so important. It was coming out in 04, I think. I was like 19. And that was one of the first places where I saw, you know, Latinx, you know, queer woman being portrayed, you know, having autonomy and having like complex, like, you know, machinations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just like, it changed my life. And I, I liked her even just from the, you know, the cartoon when I was growing up as a kid, I was like, Oh, like there's a look. So Brown Spanish speaking person like me, (laughs) like that's really cool. She commands respect. She, She's she one of the only serious. not corrupt cops in all of New York, or not New York, well, New York, but in all of Gotham <laughs> City, right? And she's so just organically and, and, and authentically good that she quit her job. She was like, can't do this. <laughs> like, that was like huge for me. And then, you know, to be able to see her continue to get stories often from Rucka writing them that explored, not, you know, not not necessarily her orientation, but her life and her relationships and how she screws up and how she overcomes. Like that was so important to me just to see a character that was even a little bit like me going through all this stuff and having all these complex emotions. And so, you know, she's meant a lot to me my whole life, almost my whole life since the cartoon. Uh, And I would love, love, love to write her. Uh, That's awesome. Every um, other character I've wanted to write, I've been so lucky that I've been able, pretty much almost every character, I've been able to write them. Like, Xena Warrior Princess is my number one favorite character, and I've I've gotten to write Xena. Wonder Woman's my, you know, number three favorite character, and I've gotten to write, so. My wife is is not really, she'll watch stuff with me occasionally, this, like, nerd stuff or whatever, but generally she, you know, she doesn't exist in that realm, and that's fine. That's fine for some reason we got onto the subject of Xena like early on in our relationship when we were dating. (laughs) Apparently like that was her jam as a kid (laughs) and it just blew my mind. I was like, where where the hell did this come from? (laughs) Hey man, like Xena again, super complex character who, you know, it was never, the story was very rarely like it's a girl and she's got, a sword. It was always like, nope, she's, <laughs> she's got redemption stuff going on and everything's super complicated. Like, and it's, it was never like the butt of the joke was very rarely that she's a woman. And yeah. That, yeah. Like that, that was revolutionary in 95 or whatever. <laughs> it was 95, 95 to 06. Oof. Yeah. No, God, when you say that, it just makes me feel a little it's like crumbling. <laughs> like, oh, that was like 30 something years ago. That was like 10 years ago, Vita. <laughs> so speaking of, of wives, how do you balance all this? Because I mean, you you are writing, you, you have a lot of titles that you're responsible for. How do you how do you balance all this? Poorly. <laughs> My wife just came into the room and was like, Do you want to eat? Like, are you hungry? And I'm like, No, I'm talking. Sorry. I have for for the first like we've been together we've been married for over three years and been together for almost five oh, um, con- congratulations thank you we got married on halloween oh uh, nice yeah i tricked her she doesn't like halloween and so i was like i'll make you like it and i did <laughs> but for the first like two years of our relationship it was hectic as hell excuse me i was working 
full-time plus and then also writing and then hustling like you know going to conventions when you have a full-time job and also are struggling to write is like that's an extra extra job so I was doing all of that while we were recording and we got really lucky she like she ended up moving in with me and so we'd see each other like it like ships in the night (laughs) (laughs) but then you know after was it the year that we got married? Yeah, the year that we got married, I was burning out. Like, I was dying. Really? I was literally so sick. Like, all the time. I worked nights outside. Like, it was really difficult. And she Was, was that when you were a, a security guard? Yes. Wow. When I worked, I worked night security. And she was like, you have, you can't sustain this. Like, you have to quit your job now. <laughs> I have good health insurance. You can quit your job. Um, and I was like... I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have a little bit of savings and honestly her, her belief in me. And so when I, awesome. I was able to do that, who lucky, I had also just like gotten like greenlit for like two things. So I was like, it'll be tight, but like, we can make it. <laughs> so after that, I, it got a lot easier. And then like a fool, I said yes to every project that came my way for like I mean, a year. You gotta pay for bills. <laughs> gotta pay the bills. I live in New York city. It's very expensive. Also, it was just cold fear because you always think that the well is going to dry up, that you're not going to get any more work if you ever say no, which is not true. Say no when it makes sense. Say it in a nice way so you don't burn bridges, but say no. I'm still learning this. Um, I mean, you so, kind of wildly coyoted yourself off of a cliff when, and that, that's got to be oof. terrifying. Oh, it was really scary. And so when I, in, two, in 2018, at the height of like my insanity, she once again was like, you don't take weekends, like you, you have no vacation, nothing. You have to stop um, saying yes. And so I, I started saying no to stuff and, you know, it's been a long, hard process, but now I force myself to be done usually by eight, nine o'clock at night, usually earlier. Like I tried really hard to be done by seven so that we can like have dinner together and watch Chopped, which is our thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's teaching me a lot about cooking and my wife is an incredible cook. And so it's something that we do to bond, but I try hard to take weekends when I can, or at least part of the day. So like, you know, the first half of the day on a Saturday, like we'll do like whatever, and then I'll get to work. Yeah. It's been a long, hard process. I've been working, you know, at least one, usually two jobs while doing something else since I was 19. And so quitting, you know, and, 20 December of 2017 was terrifying but I've learned like I I got really burned out last year because I was doing so many books and I learned like you you can't get those brain cells back (laughs) like yeah you gotta take it easy and so I've learned that a I can say no but b I've been trying to take work that's fulfilling to me and so I'm motivated to work as much as I can during my work time and then setting aside you know, not work time to be with my wife. And so it's a lot easier to do when when you're not like struggling to to come up with with inspiration for it. So yeah, well, the 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 only thing that I can say that I do have confidence in myself is that I will never run out of ideas. I have seven new ideas before breakfast every day. I just, you know, I'm the kind of person who. You know, you could put in basically an empty room and I'll start coming up with stories. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's, that's rad. Uh, what, so what do you do 
to disconnect because you, you can't, you, you have to get stuff in to put stuff out or, or is yes. that? <laughs> That's true. I struggled for a long time for, for like a year or so. I didn't read anything new or watch TV or movies. I'm a very big media person. I always have been. I was a TV kid. You know, when I was growing up, I'd watch 10 to 16 hours of TV a day. I used to skip school and just watch TV all day and read and like listen to music. So like for me, it was always really important to take a lot of stuff in. And the year that I didn't, I suffered. I, I, I was, my, my brain was dry. That's what I, I always say when I'm too tired to do anything. I'm like, my brain's dry. <laughs> and so I started giving myself permission to like, okay, at least put something on when you're doing like the dishes. So I'll find a show and I'll like binge it as I, as I do the dishes. I started listening to audiobooks and podcasts a lot because I oh, yeah. can do that. Not while I'm writing, <laughs> but like when I'm cleaning or doing the dishes or, you know, whatever. It makes it good, like tedious tasks. It, it just makes it go back quicker. Yeah. And I, I, I hate quiet. I grew up in New York City. <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult for me to be quiet uh, or to be around quiet. And so... I always have to have something going. I've been playing a lot more games recently. I'm a very big gaming person as well. And also like board games as well as video games. And so I've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering on online. But like, I'll just play with strangers, but I'll also, you know, call up one of my brothers and be like, yo, challenge me to a duel. Let's go. And that seems silly, but like not thinking about story stuff actively always unlocks story stuff in my brain. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not like a, a gamer at all. That's why like I haven't had a console in years, but my kids are going to get the switch and I'm That's so, so freaking stoked. Vita. Okay. Seriously though. Oh my God. Switch is amazing. It's amazing. And it comes with, if you get the like internet, like year pass, it's like 35 bucks. It's totally worth it. It oh, comes really? with a bunch of old games. Like it's just loaded in there. Like super Nintendo and Nintendo games. Like, OG shit. Get get it. It's oh, so good. I'm gonna have to now. Like all the Zeldas like from those systems and like Mega Man and like all that kind of shit. You gotta do it. We, <laughs> we so got good. like we got like four controllers for it so we can all play. Oh that's and, awesome. Oh yeah, I'm super stoked. It's such and a good system. They're gonna lose their shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a saga I wanna follow on Instagram. <laughs> Your five year old TikToks about it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. She, it, yeah, that whole thing, I nearly had to pull off the road. I was crying, <laughs> laughing so hard. Like, you That's named so yourself funny. what? But <laughs> high key genius, gotta say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, she is either going to, my stepdad pulled me aside the other day while I was helping him do some Christmas stuff at their house. He said, you're, your daughter would make a perfect criminal one day. Don't take this the wrong way. And I said, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. He was like, you can't get anything by her. I was like, I know. <laughs> but so do you, you, you don't listen to anything while you write. Do you listen to music at all? Or is that too yes. distracting? You do? No, what? I, I make playlists for... <laughs> <laughs> for my projects specifically like each project that I'm working on just to get into the right mood so I, I have a new mutants playlist that I've been listening to I have a children of the atom playlist I've been listening to 
I have a couple of go-to motivational ones as well. Although Kid Cudi just dropped an album today. Oh, nice. Or yesterday or whatever. And I've listened to it like five times in, in that time. Like, oh, <laughs> so good. I love Kid So yeah, I, yeah, I'm a big playlist person. Just whatever I'm in the mood for, I'll create a, a list for that kind of stuff. Who Who is like on the New Mutants playlist? Like who's the, the most featured act on there? I'm, I'm curious. No, most, it's a lot of different. Or is there anything that, that ties them all together? Here. Well, I had to kick it off with Pink Floyd, right? Another brick in the wall part two, had to do it. <laughs> There's like Halsey on there. There's um, Weedus because I'm. Oh my God. <laughs> had to put teenage <laughs> K-Flay is on there a couple times, Santa Gold. Yeah, it's it's troubled. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, me too. I absolutely listen to like... If you ever get a chance to see her live. I wish. To see Santa Gold and Girl in a Coma, just like, just the two of them in concert together. Just fucking go. <laughs> I miss live shows so much. Me freaking too. What was, what was your last live show? I'm curious. My God, last live show. I saw Dessa perform like an EP, like just like a whole EP. (laughs) It was a long time ago. This is embarrassing because I never get to go see like, oh no, that's not true. I'm sorry. I I saw, I think, Plena Libre, like they did like a holiday show or something. But yes, the people that you would recognize is Dessa. There was like a Welcome to Night Vale, like live taping in New York. Oh, nice. And she was the the weather that, and I didn't even know, like someone surprised me with tickets and they were like, just go. And she showed up and I lost my shit. I was just like sitting in the audience crying like, oh my God, (laughs) this is incredible. She's so good. The last show we went to was Sleep, which is a kind of a doom metal band. And it was so loud that I could... I could feel my teeth rattling in my face and I just <laughs> really, really miss it. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm a, such a liar. I'm sorry. It was the swans. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Oh, now I got to check out sleep, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> sleep is, is so fun. If, if you like just really, okay. A lot of their music is like kind of on the sci-fi like spectrum, what they sing about. And it's really slow and droning. Perfect. Blues-based metal. Oh, this is, that's my jam. So, uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> definitely check it out. It is fun. And they have a side project, the bassist and the, the drummer, called Ohm, which is O-M. Mm-hmm. And it's fan-flippantastic. I put it on whenever I just want music and not a lot of lyrics. Especially when I'm writing, because it, it kind of gets me into a state. Yeah. yeah. So that's like super important. I I've already looked them up. Now I'm obsessed. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> oh, I hope I hope you like them. I, I really do. Because one time I told Jimmy Palmiotti about a band, and then he was like, "Oh, I just bought them." I was like, "Oh no, I wish you wouldn't have. I hope they don't suck. I hope you don't." <laughs> <laughs> he's an enthusiastic guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He he's like all. I was surprised because he he is. He is an audiophile. So, but so, what do you have coming up that that you wanna you wanna talk about? Oh my goodness, I I've been consumed with New Mutants taken over in the best way. So I guess like New Mutants, it's coming out next week. I'm super stoked about that. I can't believe they let me write 
this book. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I had read a bunch just because like I said, I worked in comics for a long time. And so of course you end up reading some of the classics, but I, I reread, I don't know, like a hundred issues of various new mutant stories as homework. I'm a very big homework person. And like, to me, there's just, I wanted to, I didn't want to emulate any of the story structure stuff or any of like, not necessarily like any of the themes or, you know, the stuff that had been done before. But what I really wanted to do was try and get that same feeling for people. Like the first time you read, like, you know, the demon bear song, I can't, I'm no Claremont. <laughs> and Sienkiewicz, <laughs> like, well, Rod, Rod is to me legitimately on par with Sienkiewicz, but that's just me. That might make me the main character of Twitter as well. But like, you know, the first time that you read something that was so, it's dark, but also weirdly like, hopeful right they draw together and they become this family and like it's weird like I just want that feeling for people and so that's kind of that's kind of been consuming my waking hours so yeah that's that's what I got going on I don't think I have any creator owned stuff coming out right now if people are interested in my creator owned stuff you know the wilds they should be because oh my gosh order killer Quarter Killer is the newest one so it's right now it's my my darling baby but if people like cyberpunk and I, that's big right now, right? A cyberpunk. I don't know. I might have heard a little bit about it <laughs> lately, but you know, who knows? Kids these days. It's... My first exposure to the New Mutants was New Mutants '95 from the Extinction Agenda. Oh um, my god! Where Warlock dies is the uh, yeah yeah, and that was I was I was quite young when when I read it, and I I remember I found it at the flea mall. And I don't think it had been out very long at all. And I convinced my mom to get it for me. And I was reading and I was like, oh, holy crap. Because <laughs> there were stakes. There were yeah. actual stakes. And they're personal mm-hmm. too, right? Like you care about these like characters. And it's you could like tell that world ending stuff. It's like, no, it's personal to them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Although they they loved each other. Agenda, like <laughs> that's pretty big. But like, yeah, exactly. They love each other and they've they've forged this bond with each other that is you know, almost unbreakable. Yeah, that's that's intense stuff. I was rereading the storyline where they find karma again pretty recently just because I I wanted karma on my team and so I wanted to read as much karma stuff as I could. And like the pain that these characters go through at seeing this girl, you know, who used to be one of them trying like as their enemy was, it was like visceral. Like you felt, you felt, you know, you felt it in your bones. And that's, Yeah. That stuff is really affecting. Like, I think it's as impactful now as it was back then. Oh, yeah, for sure. For, was, was there anybody that you could not get on your team that you really, really wanted? Or can you talk about that? I don't want to get you in any hot water. No, no, no. We're all really pretty, you know, open on, in the X office for the most part. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I think I got everyone I wanted. That's awesome. That's yeah. so rad. That's rad that you were able to, to just kind of gave me extra people. And I was like, Oh, I can have them too. Like it was one of those things where it's like, <laughs> I, I just, I like, I was just shooting small. They were like, no, take, take whatever you want. So yeah, our cast is like, it's bigger than it seems, but also the, because of the focus, it seems like it's, you know, very intimate. Which I like. That's great. Is it hard with such a big cast, is that a challenge for you? Or is it just like, no, no, I I know what I want them to do. 
for me, the biggest challenge with the, I love a big cast. I love ensemble stuff. I love team stuff. I have God forever. That would break my brain, but I'm, I'm really dumb. So <laughs> no, that's not true. I like, I like doing like character studies as well. Like Morbius for me was such a delight because I was just like, it is about Morbius. Like, yes, Spidey shows up and stuff. I, mean, like he's such- I love him so much. He's so dramatic. But like, you know, like that was much more of a character study. But like the appeal for me about teams is I, I came from a big family. And so seeing kind of family dynamics and, and relationships and all that kind of stuff and how they interact, like that's what I love. X-Men to me is as much a soap opera as it is like you know, like a punching book, <laughs> like a superhero book. I'm like, no, it's about the relationships. Like, you know, who's crushing on who and who, you know, you know, who's, who's mom and like all this kind of stuff. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's the motivation like that. Exactly, you can't yeah. have them, you know, literally fighting to the death for, for their friends if, if they didn't actually have a reason to care. Yeah, and, and I think that, like, you have to have the, the, the readers care about them, too. Like, yes, it has to feel authentic, like, their relationship, but also, like, we are spoiled for choice with media. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, comics compete with not other comics. They compete with Netflix and, like, video games. Like, there's so much happening. I have to, if you're going to put someone in danger, I have to care about them. Otherwise, I can just go watch or play or consume something else. And so to me, like building up those relationships and, and, and giving glimpses deeper into characters, that's what's really interesting. And I think that that is easier when you have more people. There's like a magic number. I don't know what it is. I think I overshot it a little, but like where you have enough space for everyone to have their moment and to have meaningful stuff um, happening while moving a story forward. But to me, that's like a puzzle. I really love puzzles. And so to me, that's, that's like solving a puzzle. I tend to... That's how I tend to approach team books, though, is I, I will think about the dynamics, think about, you know, each scene is supposed to push something forward or change something. And so, all right, well, if you have a lot of characters and you have an end goal, then it, it's almost easier to push things forward because there's more people pushing the wheel. So, yeah, I hope people dig it. It's a really fun book. <laughs> to me, I'm having a great time. <laughs> when you take on such a, a well-known project like, you know, like New Mutants, where people have so, so much invested in it and like emotionally and, and everything. Does that terrify you? It would, it would me because like, you know, you're putting yourself out there and you're, you're kind of inviting the world to look at your work. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do not perceive me. No, for me. So like, not only did I grow up in a big family, but like I have worked a lot with the public and a, just dealt with a lot of people angry at me all the time. So I'm very good at that part. (laughs) That part doesn't bother me as much because you can't please everyone. Um, All you can do is be as authentic as possible to your subject. But for me, my big fear with something that is, has so much history, not just like that is high profile, but like that does have a lot of history is that I, I, I'll, I'll be inauthentic and I'll, I'll miss the mark there. And, and, you know, or, or, you know, the, the biggest fear I have is that I'll do something that's harmful, you know, that causes people pain, like legitimate pain in the real world. Clearly that's my number one fear. But number two is that I, I'll just, like, it just won't feel right. And that to me is like a big bummer because when you're doing, you know, when you're working with licensed, you know, characters, but also with anything that has history, like that is a lot of weight on your shoulders. It has to feel right. Otherwise just go do your own thing. Right. You have to try at least to make it feel right. And so that's my big, to me, I fail if 
you know, people who do care about the new mutants read it and go, mm, that's not, you know, this doesn't feel like a new mutant story. And everyone writes characters a little differently. No one will ever write characters exactly the same. That's not what I mean. Uh, there are a few core things for each character that you have to keep in mind and then you have wiggle room. But like just the cohesive whole, if it doesn't feel like new mutants to people, then that would be a real bummer. Well, just to, you know, allay any like worries or anything you have, there was a comic shop that it was the nearest comic shop to my house. They closed down a few years ago. However, they oh, now no. have a podcast. Oh, cool. They have been following the the whole, you know, X line and, and given their reviews of the comics each week and they're digging it as two redneck dudes and they're talking about comics and they're like, man, that Veda, she is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they, they are doing such a good job and blah, blah, blah. So oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. A, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, there can be a lot of anger with people, you know, and we joke about it a little bit to keep saying, right. But like, to me, these stories are really meaningful and I understand why people get really passionate about it. Even if ultimately I'm like, please don't be negative at people about a comic book. You know, these things saved people's lives or changed their lives or changed their minds or like taught them about themselves or the world. And like, that is so meaningful. Stories to me are some of the most important and singularly human things that we have. And so like, I, I really do get it. And like, my goal is just to tell stories that feel right with these characters. And I think that like, it doesn't matter where you're from. If there are characters that you care about and the story feels right, then we have connected. It doesn't matter if we're different. Well, well, you're you're doing it, and you're 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 killing it, and people are responding and and connecting to it. So I, I think that is amazing, and and that's definitely something to be proud of. Thank you, thank you very much. That's a joy to hear. <laughs> Do you mind doing a a bumper before we before yeah. we hop off? And sure. also, real quick, I always want to ask, like, give a shout out to your local comic shop. Oh yes, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so, so where, where do you um, where where do you go now to to get comics? I go to Anyone Comics. They are an incredible shop. They are my local, and they they deliver comics to my house. <laughs> if I can't get down there, I have some mobility issues, and also there's a pandemic, and so they they will every couple of weeks they will take my pull box and they will they will deliver it to my house. Also, yeah, in Brooklyn. Also, another quick shout out to to Bulletproof Comics. If they were closer to my house, I would go to both of those shops equally. Both are incredible shops. Both ship also. People are looking for stuff. Bulletproof tends to do a lot more kind of like art, like, you know, like getting in people to sign a bunch of books. So if you ever want signed books from, you know, people that you like, check out Bulletproof. And then Anyone Comics is a very, very involved community space. They teach like comic making classes to kids. Oh, cool. Kind of stuff. So both are really incredible shops and, you know, Demetrius and Hank, both of them are incredible men. And you can follow uh, Bulletproof Comics at Bulletproof Comics on Twitter. Uh, excuse me, at Anyone Comics. Sorry, you can follow them. Anyone at, Comics uh, is not Anyone yeah. Comics on Twitter. <laughs> and I don't know if Bulletproof has a Twitter, but oh my gosh. They might. Uh, they have an Instagram. Nice, nice. And so, Vita, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Real quick, just say, hey, this is Vita. 
the, you know, spoil the country or, you know, whatever, how, however you want to. Do you want me to say something like you're listening to spoiler country or a thank you for listening to spoiler country? Like what uh, you're, you're listening to would. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, this is Vita Ayala and you're listening to spoiler country. Awesome. Thank you again so much for coming on. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you hey, so much. Enjoy your holiday. Please be safe. Um, you too. Uh, love to uh, your family. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, uh, there. I I love being a dad. It is the best thing ever. Like That's being awesome. a parent. Like it terrifies me because I see the like world is scary. Yeah, but it's it's definitely rewarding. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you ever need anything else, just let me know. I think you have my email. Question mark. I can't remember. I think Jeff does. Yeah, Jeff, the guy that set it up. And I I so much enjoy talking to you. If you ever want to come on and like, God forbid you have like something you want to promote or whatever, or just even like, hey, this needs attention. Can, you know, let us know. I want to to utilize our our social media and also our podcast to do to do cool stuff and and good stuff. So again, it was such a pleasure talking to you. And I was honestly, I was worried that you you'd think we were big dorks and not want to come on. And (laughs) you were like, so you've been on my list of people I wanted to talk to for the longest. (laughs) And so thank you for 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 coming on of course hey let me let me tell you something all right comics creators they're all fucking dorks we're all dorks (laughs) (laughs) i'm sitting here talking to you and in front of me i have a little action figure of morbius that teeny gave me a little action figure of you know batgirl and wonder woman you know like i you know Dan Slott sits at home with his Doctor Who mug that I sold him when I worked at Forbidden Planet. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> we're, all, we're all just people. Very few of us are too cool for school. Maybe Donnie Cates, although he's a friend of mine and I know what he's like off hours and he is a, an absolute pussycat, so don't let him fool you. Um, <laughs> but that's who we are. We're, we're just people and I, you know, we're just really lucky that we get to do what we do for a living, but we're just big old dorks. We wouldn't be doing this if we weren't. So thank you for having me on and thank you for thinking I was worth the time. And I would love to come back in the future. Just hit me up whenever. I'm happy. I love it. Thank you. You're, you're, Vita, you're good people. And I hope you have a good holiday and remain safe. Yeah. It's scary. Oh my God. So <laughs> yeah, hit next year, all this shit's going to be over with. Hopefully. <sighs> And keep our fingers yeah, crossed. Knock on wood, yeah. Cross all fingers. <laughs> and uh, and hopefully soon you'll get to actually see your your contemporaries in a face to face setting. So. And if we're ever in the same place, you hit me up. We'll have to meet up. You know, if you're a drinking person, I'll buy you a drink. I don't really drink very much anymore. If not, we'll do coffee or lunch. It'd be lovely to chat. Um, I I grabbed one of my wife's beer, one of my wife's beers before I came up. <laughs> It has significantly way more alcohol in it than I was prepared for. Uh, <laughs> You're like, so why gonna... is this 9% alcohol? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I was uh, just making alcohol holidays, actually. Oh, my God. That's so much alcohol for a beer. So Jesus. I'm going to go murder a sandwich. And yeah. I think we're going to watch the new Baby Yoda. So <laughs> <gasps> I'm so jealous. I have to wait for my mom. And we can't see each other until next year. So. <laughs> oh. I promised her. I promised her. <laughs> well, I hope it is as I hope it's worth the wait. 
we're like three issues, three issues, three episodes behind, but it's been really good so far. I'm not going to say. I've only heard good things about it. So I'm sure that it is. It is amazing. All right. I'll let you go. All right. Um, Have a great weekend. Loudmouth. You too. And thank you again. And hit me up whenever you're, you're really awesome. So, you know, I I feel so good. Thank you so much. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Back in the saddle again. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that as much as we did making it for you. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you got to go check out spoilerverse.com because at spoilerverse.com, we have a plethora. Plethora is such a, it's such a snobbish word. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> It's, it's a good word. <laughs> we have an obscene amount of oh, interviews obscene. with amazing directors and artists of all walks of life and editors and writers. And oh my God, are you a lover of comic books like we are? And then there's so many. so many amazing people from the comic book world over at spoilerverse.com. And I highly implore you to go there and check it out. Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out all the other podcasts on our network, like Bridges and Geekdoms and Funny Book Forensics and Haphazard Adventures and Nerds in the Crypt and so many more. Misery Point Radio. episodes all the time. Misery Point Radio has about a ton of great stuff out there. Go check all of them out. And check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you. Every day on Swillivers.com for you to check out, to read, and to love, and to like, and to comment. We have a store link. You want to help support the site? You do it two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash country. Or go to our store link in the middle of the site there and get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that because we get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can do it you know, obviously on all the socials. But if you go to scpod.us slash discord, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long. I couldn't say it better myself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once. And really, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing because we're, we're working our butts off to bring it to you. We are. We are. I guess there's only one left thing. One left thing? Yeah. I'm going to go with it. There's only one left thing left to do. What's that? In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind. And... Even more.